Welcome to this week's Heathcliff. My name is Dave. I'm thrilled this week to be joined by one of my uh, favorite people. If not my favorite person, but yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say my favorite person in the whole world um, to talk about Heathcliff Comics, which I assume people know what this podcast is, but I actually have never... I don't think given a mission statement in the opening that I'd recall. Anyway, we talk about Heathcliff Comics, some other stuff. Uh, I'm Dave. I, I live in Queens. Um, joining me today, as I said, is my is my favorite person in the whole world, Kelly Buttermore. Uh, how you doing, Kelly? I'm all right. How are you? I'm pretty great. Um, now, it feels like this is the point where I tell people that I'm your favorite person because I am your wife. It would be funny if you had a guest on here who you introed that way, who was not, who, 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 wasn't who you. you did not live with. Yeah, no. It's... Like there was a lot of buildup, and then it was just, this is Tim. <laughs> Tim is my favorite. Tim, Tim is my favorite and person. And Tim is increasingly getting Tim, farther away Tim, from me. you need to keep your mouth near that mic. Tim, I, Tim I, don't I need leave. You, Please I, don't go. Timmy, Tim, Tim, I just need you... Yeah. You get down on the mic because the farther away you get, the less they can hear why you're my yeah. favorite. Um, yes, that's right. Uh, I am your wife. I am also my own person. Um, <laughs> Thank God. Uh, yes, I am a comedian and performer first yes. and foremost. We met doing comedian performing. We did. We did. It was a long time ago. Um, the nice thing about Heathcliff Comics is that it's one of the... I feel like there are many things that started after we got together or ended somewhere during that span. The nice thing about Heathcliff is it has been going on since well before our coupledom mm-hmm. and will presumably live on well after we until are gone. all of us have left this earth. Yeah, I, I will say that um, I don't know if... This mirrors your experience of existence, but as uh, life has continued, I feel that life has gotten weirder, mm-hmm. and I feel that Heathcliff is commiserate with that. I would agree with that. I would say that one of the experiences of aging that I did not expect is that I still look around and I'm like, is this what we're doing? <laughs> Is this is this what we're all doing? Yeah, because I never, I I, I grew up with um, older people who also known as your parents. Again, I, I, you could call them that, I suppose, if you wanted to. A, they didn't. Wow. They never were um, what I would call um, nurturing. No, sorry. Keep going. Keep going. No, well, I know. Some, I know they don't. Some more words about them. Nurturing, um, capable. Oh yeah, that was the one. That was the one. They was were it never capable. Yeah, they were ne- never capable. They were never expe- especially capable humans. Uh, they were. Um, there's a term in role playing, uh, like Dungeons and Dragons, what, like LARPing. No, not LARPing. This is different. This is tabletop. All right. There's <laughs> a term in tabletop <laughs> role playing, <laughs> um, where uh, called min maxing, mm-hmm. which is like if you've got like uh, a warrior. And like he's got like a twenty strength and a twenty dexterity, but like a two intelligence. 
you know, and a, and a one charisma. Like he's min-maxed. He's he's very good uh, at one thing and very bad at everything else. Mm-hmm. My parents were very good at their job, um, but uh, they were not um, good at anything else. As you, I they mean, are still alive, by the way, just so everybody knows. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> This could rapidly become. This is becoming something we're else. We're learning a lot. We're working through. We're working through um, it. But anyway, yes. So, min maxing. Yeah. So um, the point is, the point is that I'm dancing towards is that my parents and other um, older people in my life, teachers, uh, school administrators, psychiatrists, uh, they never um, led me to believe that you get it figured out when you're older. Mm-hmm. But they led me to believe that. Um, you get a you get used to it, you know. I see. You like you start to um, become numb to it. Yeah. <laughs> like, like you you, you stop. You There's fi- no point where you get it. You're just like, well, okay. You just surrender to it. Basically. Yeah. Basically, the ineffable yeah. becomes um, something that and that you become inured to. Uh, boy, I don't even know that I would use those words right, but I'm going to stick they with it. They sounded right. I was thinking as you said them, I'm like, do those go together? I think they do. Yeah, sure. Um, um, this is all looping around to say that I feel this is... Well, I'm going somewhere yeah, with this. Yeah, this is a capable analogy for what we're going to talk about. Yes. Uh, the, I mean, like, I guess the point I'm making is like, for me, I, ne- I still, at, fo- at the age of 40, am... Um, consistently surprised by my ability to be consistently surprised Mm -hmm. like the world is so weird and strange and it keeps kind of blowing my mind with how strange and weird it is and Heathcliff is a gift that keeps on giving in that regards um I think we can all agree so let's talk about this week's Heathcliff um we're recording this on Tuesday May 8th and we're talking about today's comic and I (laughs) A peek behind the curtain. Um, Kelly leaves for work before I leave for work. And so around, I guess, 9.30 in the morning, I like to imagine she was sitting down at... I've uh, been at my desk for about half an hour. Yeah, you're sitting at your desk, you're typing away, you're doing some emailing, uh, conducting business. And this business. comes through. And then the word explain just right. comes to her. Now, you use that... I would say your email subject... I don't know what your email subject game is to other people, but well, you're to my me, favorite. you know, but for me, there's often no subject at all. So I don't really know what this is. It's you don't usually, know if I've been hacked. It's usually, it's just no, a, yeah, yeah. It's you, just a actually, link. I feel that if most, most people were to see your emails to me, yeah. having no subject and just a link, be a, they would have think like, who, why does this woman keep associating with this <laughs> spam bot? No, um... Yeah, so often there is no subject, which means uh, I know means that there's a link re- in there for me yeah. to look at. I'm just cutting through the bullshit. Which I'm later just on you'll like, be like, did you look at that? And I'll be like, I haven't yet. I'm going to. And you're like, act, why won't you? You'll be very hurt. I'll act very hurt. I'll get. I'll, I'll you're like, retreat fine. to a corner of the couch. Yeah. Um, I'm like, I can't look at some of this stuff Suddenly there'll be a pint of ice cream in my hands. I'm not sending you porn. It's usually like very angry political. I can't political. watch videos. Because um, like, usually you'll put in, if it's like a dog clip or something, you'll be like, subject of the line will be like, dog want this or whatever. Yeah. This just said explain. Yes. So I o- opened it. Yes. Thinking it probably wasn't about Michael Cohen or Trump. Right. And it wasn't. It's, um, it's today's Heathcliff. And 
Kelly read it and then replied that she would like to be on the podcast yeah, I about this. Yeah, I want to talk about this. Um, and uh, fortunately, um, you know, I could clear the decks for her. So we're going to talk about today's Heathcliff. Um, and we'll begin by describing it. I, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, chime in as you like, Kel. Um, <clears throat> Heathcliff is central to the panel. He's um, always almost central to the panel. It's his comic. Um, In this particular comic, he's seated. He's seated on a lawn. uh, All four paws on the ground, tail curling out behind him, eyes heavily lidded. The lawn is green. uh, Takes up about Half the panel, towards the bottom of the panel, we see the edges of the lawn, which are sidewalk. Behind Heathcliff is the house that this lawn belongs to. It's a pink house. Um, John Mellencamp would approve. Maybe. (laughs) There's, um, behind the house, there's a fence a yellowish picket fence. Behind that is another house. Is it another house or is it an extension of that house? I can't tell. It's a little hard to tell. I'm going to say that it is another house. Because it's not pink. When Eileen was on, Eileen is our mutual friend. She was on a few episodes back. She pointed out that um, the color I've been referring to as as brutalist gray Mm -hmm. for faraway objects is probably not the case it's probably an effort it's probably an effort to make um uh things appear far away like a a mountain that is in that's sort of bluish so that is uh the house behind their house uh there's some shrubs in front of it a tree in front of it but not in our lawn it's in that lawn i also note that the far off house with the shrub in front of it kind of looks like Santa Claus if you take it as a unit. Yeah, it sort of does. And you can see the two eyes. Yep, yep. The beard is the shrub. Yeah. In the house Heathcliff's in front of, which he's on the lawn of, there's also a window. And it is, for some reason, drawn yellow. Yeah, like implying as if it's nighttime and the lights are on inside that house. So the entire window is yellow. Uh, but it seems to be daytime. It would I would read that sky color as like definitively daytime. Definitively, yeah. We are in daytime. We can see everything that's happening. There aren't street lights illuminating. It looks like it's daylight. And also everything inside the window is also yellow. So we see two people are standing looking out at Heathcliff. And either Their skin is yellow, their hair is yellow, and their clothes are all the same tone of yellow. Or there's something very strange about this window. Um, You know, I invite the reader to draw their own conclusions. I don't have a conclusion. Mm -hmm. I don't either. I haven't been able to figure this part out. Heathcliff's a very strange universe. Yeah. The two people who are inside the window are the elderly couple that Heathcliff lives with, the um, (laughs) 
old man and old woman. I, I feel like that's what you described your parents as earlier. The elderly couple that Dave Worth lived with. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> agreed, agreed. Yeah. Um, they're looking out on Heathcliff. Now, there are a couple, there's always something weird, right? Yep. Uh, but there's a couple unique things going on in the lawn that they're looking out on. One is to Heathcliff's immediate right, panel left. It's a pile of dirt. It's about Heath, It's about the size of Heathcliff. About Heathcliff height. Yep. And it's just a big old pile of dirt, and he's just sitting next to it. To Heathcliff's left, panel right, is a sign uh, that has been uh, driven by a stake into the lawn itself. And the sign says, beware of dirt bombs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The woman standing inside, her mouth is open. Okay, yep. So we can assume that she is speaking what is written as the caption of the comic. The caption is, I thought you were going to do something about this. Right. Which, yeah, I'm not, there's a, there's an effort at the rhythms of a joke, but that doesn't. No, not, it seems to just be a bunch of pieces. Just seems to be a bunch of stuff. This is like a puzzle. This is like a puzzle that somebody broke apart. That's actually a different puzzles that they then tried to tell you. Yeah. No, this is the same puzzle. This is. Like, this is the same. Yeah, These are fine. For a while on Twitter, I followed a, um, before I left Twitter, because everybody should leave Twitter and all social media. Please I love Twitter. Don't do it anymore. I love Twitter. No, you don't. <laughs> you're, just, you're just trying to incite me. You're just trying to make me no, upset. No, I don't. No, one's, no one loves Twitter. No one loves Twitter. There isn't a person who loves Twitter. No. Twitter is bad. Everybody is on it because... So before you left Twitter... Uh, <laughs> Before I left Twitter, I found a, a Twitter profile that was just matching, like mismatching Heathcliff panels to oh. their captions, and they made about as much sense as these matched ones do. Can I make a slight digression Please. before we go in deeper into this? Yeah, yeah. The best thing on Twitter happened like eight years ago. Oh. When that Applebee's, that account <laughs> pretending to be Applebee's, uh-huh. had had the handle Applebee's, it looked like they had it, but really the L yeah, it was, was, it was a, a one. one. Yeah, yeah. But it was hard to see. It looked yeah. real. That fake Applebee's account tweeted once. <laughs> it's one tweet, <laughs> all lowercase. <laughs> 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 It's this fake Applebee's that looks like a real. I know, I know, we're ruining it. I know it's the best thing that ever happened on Twitter. It was it looked like real Applebee's. I don't know how I found it. I thought it was real for a minute, but it was a fake Applebee's with a single three word three word tweet that said, all lowercase, poop is food. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's more of a narrative arc there than any. Yeah, I I draw the comparison here. So. I mean, like, oh, well, let me, yeah. let me point out, like, so a couple things mm-hmm. we can assume, right, bec- just because of context that the woman is speaking to the man. Yes. Uh, because 
artistically, they are the only... They're only capable of hearing each other. Now, we don't know for that, that for sure. We don't know for sure, for example, that she's not... Uh, there's not somebody else in there with them. And we don't know for sure, honestly, that they are referencing what they're looking out at on the lawn. They may be referencing, in fact, something past that point oh. because... Quite frankly, it's very difficult to tell where their gaze is resting. It could be about anything, really. But let's assume that this is not a sing a series of disconnected things, right? Mm-hmm. That there is a connection here. We are meant to. Our eyes are meant to be drawn to the center of the panel. Uh-huh. We can therefore assume that their eyes are there, are looking there as well, and that the woman is speaking this to the only person we see who could hear her, the man. She is saying, I thought you were going to do something about this. This must be Heathcliff, Having the dirt bombs, the, and the, the dirt. So, yeah, okay. Here's a couple uh, a couple things. One is she doesn't... She doesn't have an expression on her face. Not angry, not sad, not joyful, not... not ha- nothing. Mm-hmm. It's a blank... She looks blank... Her husband, I assume, uh, looks also similarly blank. They don't look upset that this is going on. No. And so, like, when I initially I read that caption, and I read it as, like, I thought you were going to do something. Nag, like nag, 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 nag. Yeah, that whole thing. But it really could be affectless. I thought you were going to do something about this. It's like the way we read that Wendy's sign in the neighborhood. <laughs> There's an old Wendy's in our Impossible neighborhood. Impossible Burgers are here. Get yours today. That's White Castle. Oh, that's right. No, right. Uh, but they both have the same lettering. Like, Filet-o cod. Yeah. You'll flip for our griddle cakes. Yeah. Like, it's a very sad... So I feel like that could be read in that voice of like... Sure. I thought you were going to do something about this. You know? So, but I think she's mad at him. I mean... But is the implication here that she's mad or that she's surrendered? No. Because they're so blank. They're so blank. Honestly, like, I feel like this is a very good one to do as a married couple. Yeah, I think so, too. Because these people are married. Mm-hmm. They're... They're very old. Very old. They've been through everything together. Depressions, wars, um, uh, the cat that they own. Yeah. And they've seen it all. That said... Life still seems capable of shocking and surprising Mm -hmm. them, not to draw things back to something I said earlier, right? But at the same time, they aren't, they aren't affecting shock or surprise, you know? They're not... Do they ever have an, I have a, I have a question. Do they ever have an exclamation point or anything in the caption or no? Is it always a period? You know, I haven't taken note. I'll keep an eye I think that would moving be, forward. As a big exclamation point fan... Oh, love them. I would say it's hard to read a period in this day and age. Yeah. Anything where there's a period, you're like, well... I'm in trouble. I'm in trouble. This person's an asshole. Yeah, no, I put an... I, I either... Every text I write now, uh, I either put an exclamation point at the end of or mm. no punctuation. I agree with that. And the period feels very final and very serious these days. And because I um, text so often about uh, dog bowel movements, mm-hmm. because I own a dog walking company, um, a lot of the finish, the auto finish for my texts mm-hmm. is pooped exclamation point. Oh, wow. Yeah. 
Yeah, I've noticed that they've started suggesting punctuation. Anyway, so the, this, this person is... These, this is a married couple who's been through it all. They've yeah. seen it all. They're very old. So not only have they been through, like, whatever the world has foisted upon them, they've been through... They've had a relationship. Yeah, they've, they've had seen this... the ebb and flow of a of a married relationship. They've had their love. They've had their lust. Yes, they've, they've had their yeah. times of great passion. Their times of limited passion. One assumes, but also they've had a cat who can source a large amount of dirt. <laughs> a sign, uh, uh, clearly a hammer to hammer the sign in place, and is capable of writing in English. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. And I they, mean, and they're just looking at this cat like, look at this thing. Yeah. Just, I'm so tired of this. Here's the other question. Mm-hmm. Now she's saying, I thought you were going to do something about this. Uh-huh. And I assume this is not simply passive aggressive. She's not just saying, your shitty cat is shitty. Like she really thought, hey, something was supposed to happen. What did she think he was going to do? Kill the cat? I mean, cat? at what point, like, did they... Now, going to do something... Let's break that down a little bit more. I thought you were going to do something about this. Now, um, you know, uh, we both come from the improv world, something I once heard from the renowned improv duo TJ and Dave when they're mm. talking about improv scenes. They said, you know... Imagine that the scene you're seeing right now has been taking place for long before the time when you're seeing it. Right. And it will continue to take place long after it's over. I'm paraphrasing that, and that is not my quote. That is theirs. So um, I like to imagine that whatever's going on in this panel today, this has been going on daily. Oh, sure. Nonstop. Uh-huh. For a long time. I have a question, yeah. though. What is a dirt bomb? That's a very good question. Like, it seems I've, obvious. I, I don't know what a dirt bomb my, is. Uh, my assumption was that it was a clod of dirt that you throw at somebody. Oh, like a clumped up. Yeah. Yeah, okay. What, did, what was your assumption? I thought roughly the same, but I had a moment there where I thought, oh, dirt bombs, is that something that everybody knows what that is and not me? Well, it feels very suburban, right? It feels very Midwestern. Yes, like, it does. Like, this is something like... That that would that uh, would happen in like uh, what's that movie where the kid really wants the BB gun? Christmas Story. Yeah, I've like, never seen it. Never seen it. Uh, but I feel like uh, in Christmas Story, a bunch of kids would be like, oh, "We're Ralphie, we're Ralphie, and he gets covered in dirt. And, yeah. And yeah, clods. Yeah, I see that. So, but by I the way, as a as a uh, as an insult, clod is a great word. I can't remember the last time. I heard the use, heard the word Claude used or used it myself, but, but I knew exactly what you meant. Yeah. Claude. Oh, so, okay. So the, like, beware of dirt bombs. Well, I want to come back to something you just said, because mm-hmm. I think it's important and it, it's something that I often find myself wondering, right? You said like, imagine this going on a long time has been going on for a long time. Mm-hmm. What I like to do with Heathcliff is imagine that the scene has just been going on for three minutes. Maybe oh, five. Huh. Because what brought these two to the window? Why did they both come to the window? Why 
is this is this a normal day for them? Is this their Saturday? We're just going to stand here, look out the window, see what shit the cats got up to, and then be bored by it? It's painting a poor picture of retirement. Yeah, I'm having that moment where we've been looking, like when you've been looking at a Heathcliff comic too long, uh-huh. and you start to doubt what you really know to be true. Like, the reality starts to fade away. Like, if, I'm like, I don't know what dirt bombs are. Maybe, there's, it's maybe gonna, that's the joke. Maybe we're going to get a bunch of emails later on that are like, you idiots didn't know what dirt bombs meant, and that was, that was the key to this joke, right? I feel like if we Googled it, something gross would come up. Oh, uh, 100%. Um, so, yeah, so, like, is he protesting? Is that a protest sign? <laughs> Like, uh, when I first saw this, I thought this was like a no nukes, like some sort of activism. Oh, interesting. That's what I thought when I first saw it. See, I just thought that rather than say, like, beware of cat with, and then the cat has a bunch of dirt that it can throw at you. I thought it was very specifically beware of dirt bombs. As one would say, beware of dog. Yes, exactly. But... But but also, like, I mean, is crime this much of a problem here where, like, people are, like, outfitting their homes with dirt-throwing cats? Um. <sighs> yeah. You know what I find that's interesting? Hmm. That, like, moment where, whenever I have a guest, that moment of... <sighs> We both do, where we both hit the limit of like. I can't understand it anymore. We never understood it. Yeah. But no, we, but I feel like I've hit up against the wall. We've walls. run into the wall of like. You hit the heat wall. Dissonant images presented together with a caption trying to figure out what it means. Because, you know, you there's. You could start to like talk about like is this some sort of commentary on something and i don't think it is no i don't think so either for the human brain's like willingness to make a narrative i have a question yeah is heathcliff taking place in uh post second wave feminism (laughs) world because i want to go back i know we focused a lot on the what the woman is saying to the man. Right. But hey, you old bag, meaning the woman and the, the woman and the elderly sure. couple. Like, do it yourself. Ooh, good point. You know what I mean? Like, why well, he's why cl- does it have to be put back on the husband to do something about why That's... can't the woman just go out there, leave her yellow tinged window? Which PS I still don't know why it's that way. Just go out there and yank the sign. Chase the cat out of the way. Put the dirt back where it belongs. Okay, so quickly as to the yellow thing, I just had a a horrifying thought. It's urine? <laughs> That's what I thought. I thought fluid. I thought lemonade, maybe. Fluid? Yeah, I think they might be drowning. In urine or lemonade? Lemonade, Kelly. God. Like, their, their, house, has been urine fil- their house has been filled with urine or lemonade. Either. And they're drowning... And the thing she's saying is that I thought you were going to do something about Those this. Those are dying, wo- dying words. Is the 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 the, the urine aid? Um, 
but I don't think that's actually the case. So uh, as a backgrounder to Heathcliff, Heathcliff has, is 40 years old, just like your narrator, and uh, predates Garfield by a couple years. Um, so 78-ish. Mm-hmm. So yeah, probably first yeah. wave feminism, second wave cusp, you know? Yeah. Um, but I, nothing's aged since then, you know? Like, no. if you look at the way the, the elderly couples dress, they're very much of that era. And um, the kids in Heathcliff are very much dressed that way. It's very much about comforting um, <laughs> people who are nearing death, except that it doesn't make sense. So I've just reached the point where, like, past the like <sighs> that part uh-huh. you know what comes next for me is I hate this oh no 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 just like I don't understand like it feels like there's such a good opportunity for a joke sure I don't understand what it means I don't hate it I I really like it I like I don't hate, I'm, I'm sorry, I shouldn't talk about that on this podcast, no, but I don't fine. understand whatever why it is. Whatever reaction you have is fine. I just want it to make sense. But nothing does. And, I know, but and it's and a this, comic and it feels like it com- should. But this comic is also for people who are getting older and older and older and aging with it and things are making less and less sense as we age. That's the thing to come back to. Like, oh, yeah. Nothing... Why would this make any sense? Do you if think nothing your makes parents would laugh at this? Um, kinda. I mean, they're kind of at the point where if you show them something and say it's funny, they'll laugh. Not to be grim. <laughs> I just mean, like, would an old person see this and chuckle and see something I mean, we didn't? My dad's a contrarian, so he—if I told him it was funny, he would be like, "I don't get it," but I don't think he'd get it. Your father, who. I just mentioned this last week when we were hanging out with people. Mm. Your father, who like only watched the last season of Seinfeld and loved the premiere, loved the um, not the premiere, the finale. Yeah, wow. yeah. No, I guess I just mean like, are there people who are not at an age where they're still looking at the world, saying, "Is this what we're doing?" Remember like- when my dad watched Toy Story three, having not seen Toy Story one and two? Remember when your parents went to go see The Social Network and didn't know what Facebook was? Remember when my dad called me and told me that Wally was unrealistic? Remember when your dad called and said that um, Spring Breakers was so much more than just a TNA movie? Remember, remember when my father's uh, grandchildren were born? I do. Not I was my, just about to bring this not up. Not my ch- children. I, I'm childless, but my niece and ne- nephew and my... Uh, Dad spent that entire um, conversation talking about the movie Tree of Life. Yeah, I was on the other end of uh, that. When Drew called to tell us the good news, he said that they had called them and that Jim had spoken to him for 10 minutes about Tree of Life in that call. So I think about like my... Sometimes when I look at um, comics like this, I think back to my uh, grandmother, my dad's mom, uh, R.I.P., who would often do the, like, jumble in the daily. You know, the comics, the puzzles on the crossword and the jumble. The bridge, the the chess puzzle. She never did that. Good. 
No, she did Nerds the jumble did, and did the, the, um, and the, the crossword. Yeah. But I feel like I'd wonder if in her later years she would have looked at this and sort of just laughed. I mean, there's a cynical take, right? Yeah. Well, there's a cynical take, which is like uh, Peter Gallagher, who's now writing this, is just like, eh, nothing matters. I can't be canceled. I just whip something up. Uh, gra- write out a bunch of images and then uh, figure out the captions and, uh, you know, people look at it and chuckle and move on with their day. Mm-hmm. And then there's the take that's like, this has a bigger meaning. I don't know what it is, but it has a bigger meaning. And then there's a take that's sort of somewhere in between, I guess. I mean, there's a world in which this guy's very proud of this and thinks this is very funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's not. Beware of dirt bombs. I think it's more that... uh, I don't think it's that Gallagher lives there, and I don't think Gallagher is going for a bigger meaning, though, again, as I said last week, I do entertain theories from time to time. We might get into them someday. Hmm. Um, But I think... I think he wants to kind of... He kind of knows his audience, and he wants to make them chuckle. Yeah, and I'd I, agree with that. And I think he sort of like is like, well, because comedy is so taste based and so and moves so quickly with the zeitgeist. Maybe doing something a little anti-comedy, not in like the Andy Kaufman-esque sense, but something with the rhythms of comedy that's not necessarily actually funny, but that you can recognize as comedy. This is a comedic setup where, like, wife is grumpy mm-hmm. at husband for not doing a thing, and the thing is, we- and the thing that happens because of it is weird, right? Yeah, I you would can see, that as, see that. Yeah, I see that as comforting. I guess I, you know, I'll take back, retract my statement that I hate this. I don't hate this. But I will say that I'd rather see this than, like, all of the parody videos or comedic hot takes sure. that I see that are trying so hard. What about what about uh, the Paul Blarts? Yeah, I've never seen... For all the talk of Paul Blart in this household, I don't think either one of us has seen it. I've seen pieces of it. Didn't my dad and stepmom go to see it? They said, I think I'm they, sure they I, did. I think they once sent you an email that said, went and saw Mall Cop 2. Hilarious. Yeah. Well... You know, I think if we've covered nothing it. else, I think we've learned a lot about what might drive somebody to podcast about Heathcliff. I think that's right. Uh, so, as always, uh, thank you for for listening, Kelly. Where can people find you uh, on on internet or elsewhere? Oh, um, I'm in a duo known as From Justin to Kelly. That's at fromjustintokelly.org. Nice. Yes. Also. CountdownTheater.com. CountdownTheater.com. Uh-huh. What's Countdown Theater? Countdown Theater is New York, nay, the world's only uh, pop-up comedy theater. Cool. And that is, uh, we um, seek out non-traditional spaces for theater, rent them for short periods of time, uh, program shows in them, only to pop down and pop up somewhere else, depending on what we can find. We are between homes right now, but we just saw a place last night that might be, oh. might work. And if you listened to the live episode I did with my friend Morgan. Yes, that's that, right. That was recorded at New York City's 
uh, Countdown Theater. Um, uh, so check those out. Thank you for doing this, Kel. This oh, yeah, no problem. a ton of fun. And thank you, as always, for listening. As always, do not rate or review this on iTunes. It only plays their game. You're better than that. You don't need that. But if you want to give me any feedback, tell me anything at all about this or anything else, please go ahead and send me an email at yourpalgarbageape at gmail.com. That'll also be in the show notes along with all the the links to find uh, my lovely wife, Kelly Buttermore. And uh, thanks again. Have a great week. Talk to you soon. Bye, Kel. Bye.